welcome to the 2021 GMC Lent Podcast with Pastor Mike Weaver. Join us each Wednesday from the 17th of February to the 31st of March as we journey with Jesus in the Gospels of John and Mark. Now over to Pastor Mike. Welcome to the Good Friday vlog and podcast where we hear from Mark's Gospel, chapter 15, verses 25 to 41. It was nine in the morning when they crucified him. The written notice of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. They crucified two rebels with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, So, you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, come down from the cross and save yourself. In the same way, the chief priests and the teachers of the law mocked him among themselves. He saved others, they said. But he can't save himself. Let this Messiah, this King of Israel, come down now from the cross that we may see and believe. Those crucified with him also heaped insults on him. At noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And at three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lima sabachthani, which means, my God, my God. Why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing near heard this, they said, listening, he he's calling Elijah. Some ran, filled a sponge with wine vinegar and put it on a staff and offered it to Jesus to drink. Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes down to take him down, he said. With a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last. The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and when the centurion who had stood there in front of Jesus saw how he died, he said, Surely this man was the Son of God. Some women were watching from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James the younger, and of Joseph and Salome. In Galilee, these women had followed him and cared for his needs. Many other women who had come up with him to Jerusalem, were also there. Good Friday. Good Friday is perhaps, to the uninitiated, a misnomer, a wrong description of the day on which crucifixion is remembered. The death of Jesus by the brutal means of crucifixion. I mean, surely any day someone dies through being nailed to a cross and left hanging to die, slowly, couldn't in the strictest sense of the word be a good day, could it? But of course, Jesus wasn't just any guy and his death. Well, it wasn't just the end. But I won't jump ahead of myself just yet. Good Friday is good in the eyes of Christians, simply because in death, Jesus took upon himself the sin of us, and in death, buried our sin with him. It is a freeing exercise that undoes the bonds of sin to which all people are tethered. And in that freedom, it allows a renewed relationship with God. But if we stay for the moment in the events of Good Friday, we are faced with the barbarity of that death through crucifixion and the disdain for Jesus and gloating over his dying that comes from many onlookers. 
Since yesterday's reflection on the Last Supper, Jesus had been in prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. He'd been betrayed by Judas, arrested on trumped-up charges, pulled before the Roman governor Pontius Pilate, who caves into the mob, baying for Jesus' death. And he hands him over to be flogged before being nailed to the cross just outside the Jerusalem city walls on Golgotha, the hill of execution. So there we are, nine in the morning, he's raised up on the cross, nailed by hands and feet, stripped and left with the crowd onlooking, the charge above his head, King of the Jews. That's all it was. But that was a crime in their eyes. He was getting above his station, challenging authority. And I guess if we're honest, sometimes with ourselves, we can be judging of others getting above themselves too. Sure, it's all right if someone's doing well for themselves and getting on and getting up in life. But if they start flaunting it in our faces, challenging the way we live, would we be happy? Would we too push back? Through my own life, I've lived in a number of different countries and experienced different cultures and systems of government in France and the US and Australia. And it's interesting to note the difference people have towards what is called by many government interference. Let's face it, government, whether national or local, has a big impact on the lives of individual citizens. And the view could be that government interaction in your life is either positive or negative. At the moment, there's an argument in the UK and maybe elsewhere in the world where there is a concern over freedom and liberty because of the extraordinary lockdowns and curbs on freedom of movement, of what we can do, where we can go, who we can mix with due to the COVID-19 restrictions. And some people want liberty to go where they want, do what they want, regardless of health consequences for themselves or others, or for the healthcare system, etc. Sure, some do, yet others will sacrifice their immediate liberty for their own health's sake and for others too. Two sides of the same coin. I guess it's ultimately about self-determination and the desire to put that above all else, no matter what, or instead to think of a wider picture of others. In the picture painted by the reading, those who passed by Jesus hurled insults at him. I wonder, are those the ones who want freedom? Freedom from Jesus' teaching, from his ways. Because, let's face it, where he is now on the cross, cross has been the result of three years of ministry around Jerusalem, Judea and Galilee, where he has challenged the way of life, the way it's lived, the expectations of many, and he has offered a glimpse of a new kingdom, a new way of life, a new rule. And so those who have rejected his teaching now see him, at least in their eyes, paying the price for getting above his station, getting above himself. So, of course, insults are the way to go. Let's throw some insults his way. But likewise, those who have some power and authority, the chiefs, priests and the teachers of the law, mocked him among themselves. These leaders had seen their way of life, their leadership, their privilege challenged by Jesus' ministry, and no doubt they too are delighted to see his life draining away 
on the cross, hour by hour. I kind of think sometimes, you know, we build people up and then we tear them down. Jesus who was welcomed in on Palm Sunday with hallelujahs and a week later, he's on a cross. Just like the press sometimes do to people. You know where the press can build somebody up and then that person or group do something wrong, say something wrong and they're turned against, vilified and torn down. This scene at the crucifixion today is a brutal one. And it still plays out in society today where people will rail against those who would challenge them and their way of life and also tear down those who would stick their heads above the crowd and might become somewhat influential in perhaps ways that society doesn't agree with. Maybe that's what's happening to the church. The church that sticks up for the biblical way of life. The way God and the Lord Jesus call us to be and do. Those who stick their heads above the parapet parapet are crucified for their views. But for a moment, let me stick with the story of Good Friday. For six hours have passed, the sky is dark and Jesus cries out, Eloi, Eloi, Lima, Sabachthani. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And then with a loud cry, he breathed his last. The inevitability of it, Jesus' death, let's face it, he had been predicting it to his disciples for some time. But then we hear the realisation straight after of this centurion who has been there through Jesus' death. He's seen the manner of it. But also Jesus' assuredness, the darkened clouds coming in, and this man, Jesus' cry from the cross. And the centurion realises in, in his heart that surely this man was the Son of God, who he said he was. And so my thought for this day is that we will still, that we do still hang people out to dry, metaphorically crucifying them, jumping on bandwagons with the sentiments of popular views. And so I ask, if you have done this, and gloated at someone's downfall. Do you ever consider looking back and thinking, maybe realising, oh, no, they're not what you had thought they were. The lesson really today is to not learn not to judge a book by its cover. When we make judgments about the other, you know, the personal people group over whom we have a strong opinion, We should maybe just check those initial thoughts, consider a bit more closely why we hold the opinion we do, why we make the judgments we do. Because if, like the centurion, we look a little bit deeper, a little more closer, well, we might see something more. And perhaps we could do that before hanging people out to dry. God bless. Thanks for listening today to the GMC Lent podcast. For more information about GMC, visit the website at gillespiechurch.org or find us on Facebook and YouTube. Search for Gillespie Memorial Church. This has been a production of the GMC team and copyright remains with the producers of this podcast. Thanks for listening.